Lift up the trumpet and loud let it ring, Jesus is coming again. Cheer up, you pilgrims, be joyful and sing, Jesus is coming again. This is the voice of prophecy, a voice crying in the wilderness of these modern days. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Coming again, coming again, Jesus is coming again. From our Voice of Prophecy studios in Los Angeles, California, we welcome you to this half hour of inspiration and music, transcribed with the King's Heralds, Del Delker, Brad Braley, and H.M.S. Richards, the Voice of Prophecy speaker. Here is Wayne Hooper, baritone of the King's Heralds Quartet, with a number that appears in his latest long-playing phonograph album. As you listen, you'll hear Wayne's voice singing each of the four parts of this male quartet arrangement. This is made possible by the modern miracle of multiple tape recording. The song, a spiritual. I've been listening to hear some sinner pray.
our Heavenly Father, we seek thy face in prayer today, especially for all who listen to this broadcast, for the sick, the troubled, the disappointed. Bring them peace of mind. Lead them to thee, that they may find salvation. And deliver us all, we pray, from this present evil world. In Christ we ask it. There is a place of quiet rest Near to the heart of God A place where sin cannot molest Near to the heart of God O Jesus, blessed Redeemer, Sent from the heart of God. Hold us who bow before thee. Near to the heart of God. Amen. There is in the world today a widespread disbelief in the miracles that are performed. Step outside tonight and look up. If the sky is clear, you'll see a few thousand stars. But you'll know that beyond your vision are millions upon millions of other stars, all circling in their appointed paths. This is the miracle of God's creative power. But there is no greater miracle than the miracle of a life that is changed. This is the undeniable evidence of God's Recreative power. My Father is omnipotent, on that you can rely, a God of might and miracles. Tis Stars in place. 
Here now is H.M.S. Richards, the voice of prophecy speaker. His subject, just suppose. Well, what does the word suppose mean? According to the dictionary, it means to lay down an assumption, to expect, to incline, to believe, to think probable, to believe on slight grounds. A supposition may be a theory or surmise or something merely imagined. We find the word used a number of times in the Bible, at least five times in reference to what some people believed or assumed in regard to our Lord Jesus Christ. What we think about him is very important. First of all, who was he? A mere man or the Son of God and our Savior? In St. Luke, third chapter, 23rd verse, we read the first of our just supposed texts. Here it is. And Jesus himself began to be about 30 years of age, being, as was supposed, the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli. Joseph the just was indeed the husband of the Virgin Mary, but he was not the actual father of Jesus. He was only his reputed father, and Jesus was only the reputed son of Joseph, the supposed son. Joseph was Christ's legal father. The inspired record of Holy Scripture plainly declares the miraculous, supernatural, virgin birth of Christ. In the first chapter of Matthew, verse 18, we find these words, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. And it declares of our Savior's mother that she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. That's a plain, clear statement. Then it is said that the angel Gabriel appeared to Joseph and said, That which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Verse 20. Being brought into the world by the miraculous power of God, his name was to be called Jesus. That is, the Savior, and also Emmanuel, which means God with us. The Son of God entered this world as a babe, born of a virgin, that he might be our Savior. Just suppose he had not come in this way. Just suppose that he were the actual son of Joseph according to the flesh. We would have no Savior, no redemption, no forgiveness for our sins, no atoning sacrifice upon the cross. Only one who was equal with God, yes, one who was God, could deliver us from sin and make a sacrifice effectual in our redemption. This one who was in the beginning with God, according to John 1, verse 2, by whom were all things created, as we read in Colossians 1, 16, and now upheld, even he, the Lord from heaven. Jesus Christ, our Savior, born of a virgin, is predicted in the word and fulfilled in history. He is not only the holy child of Bethlehem, but the Savior of the world. Our next text is St. Luke 2.44. The parents of our Lord attended the Passover service in Jerusalem when Jesus was 12 years of age. In company with many relatives and friends, they started back to Nazareth and did not notice that the child was not with them until they had gone some way on the homeward journey. 
Notice the exact words of Scripture. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinsfolk and acquaintance. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. When asked by his parents why he had treated them in this way, he said, Wist ye not, or do you not know, that I must be about my father's business? Referring, of course, to his heavenly father. By one day's neglect, they lost the Savior. But it cost them three days of anxious search to find him. So with us, friends, by idle talk, evil speaking, or neglect of prayer, we may in one day lose the Savior's presence. It may take many days of sorrowful search to find him and regain the peace that we have lost. Let us remember also that as Jesus had been separated from his mother, and she had sought him sorrowing three days, so when he should be offered up for the sins of the world, he would again be lost to her for three days. These beautiful thoughts are from The Desire of Ages by E.G. White. Those who had supposed the Son of God to be where he was not had to seek him and find him where he was. And this is a lesson to us. Our next just supposed text is found in Luke 12:49, And these are the words of our Savior himself. I am come to send fire on the earth, and what will I if it be already kindled? But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how am I straitened till it be accomplished? Suppose ye that I am come to give peace on earth? I tell you nay, but rather division. The people of our Lord's day expected the coming of the Messiah, or Christ. They thought he would come as a great temporal ruler, a king, that he would bring prosperity to their nation, that he would drive out the Roman power, which then exercised authority over most of the world. But this was not to be. Yes, they looked for glory and a king, to break the scepter of their foes. They found a man in love with truth who wept for other people's woes. They hoped for victory and a throne, the clash of swords to set them free. They saw a man who healed the poor and talked of lilies by the sea. They longed for empire and for power to cure the wound of earthly loss. They watched a carpenter walk by who died alone upon a cross. After our Savior's crucifixion, the Roman sword would come and cut off a disobedient people whose cup of iniquity was almost full. Not only so, but the Spirit of Christ is at variance with the spirit of the world. Then and in every age and today, those who sin against God are opposed to the followers of Christ. But Christ gives peace, inward peace of the heart. Do you have it? Peace I leave with you, he said. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Sometime when misgivings darken the day and faith's light I cannot see, 
I ask my dear Lord to brighten the way. He whispers sweet peace to me. He whispers sweet peace to me. He whispers sweet peace to me. When I am cast down in spirit and soul, he whispers sweet peace to me. He speaks in a still, small voice, we are told, a voice that dispels all fear. And when I'm in doubt or troubled in soul, that still small voice I can hear. He whispers yes, sweet peace to me. He whispers sweet peace to me. When I am cast down in spirit and soul, he whispers sweet peace to me. And now the fourth supposed text. It refers to a widespread error regarding Christ's identity. Here it is in John twenty fourteen. And when she had thus said, referring to Mary Magdalene, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, saith, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. In her sorrow, this disciple who loved Jesus did not recognize him and thought he was merely the gardener. It was only when the Savior made a special effort to identify himself that she did recognize him. Then she fell at his feet and worshipped him. How many there are today who do not recognize the Lord Jesus Christ as the risen Son of God. To them he is still in Joseph's tomb, merely a man, a good man, a holy man, even a philosopher, a teacher, a prophet, a saint, but still a man and man alone. They know nothing of his resurrection power, his supernatural life his death for the sins of mankind upon the cross, his once-for-all atoning sacrifice. They do not know his resurrection by which he is declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of Holiness, Romans 1.4. They do not know that he is alive, a living Savior, the Son of the living God, now appearing in the presence of God for us. Who is Jesus? Whose Son is he? What do you think of him? This is the great question, the answer to which settles all human destiny. At the funeral of Dr. A.J. Gordon of Boston, Dr. A.T. Pearson, a well-known preacher and writer, said that the telegram announcing the death of his friend came at three o'clock in the morning. Being unable to sleep, he went through the New Testament from Matthew to Revelation to see what it said about death. He noticed that after the resurrection of our Lord Jesus, the apostles seldom used the word death to express the close of a Christian's life, but sleep at home with the Lord or departed. What a comfort it is to the Christian to think that his loved ones as being asleep in Jesus instead of having ceased to be. Let us not suppose Jesus to be a mere dying man, but let us know him to be the risen Lord. I feel now, Lord, thy strong protection. 
I see thee stand beside the tomb and say, I am the life, I am the resurrection, I am the way. O risen Christ, we look beyond our sorrow, beyond the teardrops and beyond the pain, to see thy face when resurrection morrow is come again. For the last of our texts, on supposition, we turn quickly to Luke 24, 36. Jesus appeared in the upper room after his resurrection. They were terrified and supposed they'd seen a spirit, supposed he was merely a ghost. Handle me, he said, and see that I'm real. The disciples in the upper room on the night of the third day thought the risen Lord was merely a phantom. But he used the words, it is I myself. In order to prove that, he showed them his hands and his feet. They saw him, heard him. Then he took food and ate it before them. He was real, supernatural, yes, but real. He had been dead, was alive. He could appear and disappear at will. He could enter a room and the door was shut, yet he was real. He could eat, talk, be seen, be touched. Thomas, who was not present, hearing of this appearance of the Lord, said that he would not believe unless he could actually put his hands in the print of the nails and feel the hands and body of the risen Lord, as well as see and hear him. A few days later, this was his privilege. We call him Doubting Thomas. But he really went farther in his declaration of faith than any of the others, for when he saw the Savior, he cried, My Lord and my God. That's John 20, verse 28. So away with human supposition. Let us now, today, once and for all, accept as our own Lord Jesus Christ, the Son not of Joseph but of God, revealed in the Holy Scripture, whose life and teaching is out of harmony with unregenerate human nature, but in harmony with the eternal truth, not man alone, but God, not a mere phantom or a poetic dream, but the real living Son of God and Son of Man who died for our sins upon the cross, who was raised again for our justification, and whoever liveth to make intercession for us. Oh, could I speak the matchless worth! Oh, could I sound the glories forth which in our Savior shine! I'd soar and touch the heavenly strings and vie with Gabriel when he sings in notes almost divine. Yes, Jesus, no mere supposition, the divine reality. And the glories forth which in my Savior shine. I'd soar and touch the heavenly strings and vie with Gabriel while he sings in notes almost divine, in notes almost shall see his face. 
our Savior, brother, friend, a blessed eternity I'll spend, triumphant in His grace, triumphant in May the Lord guide you as you keep looking up, going forward in faith. Have faith in God, redeeming our condition. Have faith in God, confession and contrition. Have faith in God, no human supposition. Have faith, dear friend, in God. We hope this transcribed program of ours has brought blessing to you. And we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for another broadcast brought to you by the Voice of Prophecy. We hope you'll remember that every Thursday is prayer day right around the world for all Voice of Prophecy friends at 8 o'clock in the morning. Everywhere we pray for one another, for the broadcast, for the sick, for the troubled, for our own hearts and souls. To every one of you, wherever you may be, we say join our worldwide prayer circle and great blessing will certainly be yours, everyone praying for everyone. And so we say the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace.